Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. It's your inside pass to everything Saints football. Jimmy Graham brings it down, and that is a touchdown, New Orleans. We'll take you to places most fans never go. To practice, to the sideline, to the locker room, following every twist, turn, and touchdown of the Saints season. That is going to be a touchdown, Taysom Hill. Taysom TD. Welcome to Inside Black and Gold. And that is going to be a touchdown again. And guess who? Mike Thomas. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Geller and Jeff Nowak. Oh, baby! Listeners, welcome Inside Black and Gold. Steve Geller along with Jeff Nowak. We just dealt with the first Sunday without football of this past season. It was kind of depressing. That's why we are bringing you some great content today, getting into what I'm up to. I uh, want to talk a little about free agency, plus Jeff sat down with the Inside Vikings podcast, right? Locked on Vikings. Locked yes. on Vikings podcast, and maybe not such a pretty picture of Clint Kubiak. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're going to get into that. Uh, yeah, Luke <laughs> Braun from Locked on Vikings. We chatted with him on Friday's episode of Sports Talk, so I have a good chunk of that interview I want to play. Yeah, you know, it's funny because you look around and there's all this like high praise for the Saints hiring Clint Kubiak, and I think they, you know, they got their guy. Right. Which, so I think to, in that, to that extent, yes, it's a good hire. But, you know, it's funny. You, you, you kind of look at that Viking season from, from a 30,000 feet or whatever, and you're yeah. like, oh, it wasn't that bad. They went 89. Kirk Cousins threw for a bunch of yards and a ton of touchdowns. Like, it, maybe there must have been something going right. Uh, but he did not give quite a glowing review of that year with Clint Kubiak. So I think there's value in that. Like, whether he's right or not, I don't know. But, like, there is some, some, uh, it's a very critical lens that he is looking at that season with. And so I think it's worth hearing at the it's very more, least. It's appreciative, I think, because of all, like you said, the outpouring of positivity. And it can't all be gl- great. Yeah, no, I think there's he, he brings up a lot of good points in terms of, you know, and, and, and at the end of the day, it's like, OK, it didn't go perfectly. It didn't go that well. So what, why didn't it? And how do you fix that? So I think that's something that we can get dive into a little bit. Um, this first segment, yeah, I want to talk about Jimmy Graham. He's apparently rowing across the Arctic. So if you were wondering <laughs> if he was still going to try to stay in shape and play football next year, I think this is a pretty good indicator <laughs> that he's got other things on his mind. Um, so we'll talk about that. We're also going to talk about the Saints having training camp in Irvine. Uh, it's not yes. a done deal yet, but it's, it's going to happen. Uh, and so we'll talk about that. It, it came out, we were a couple days behind on this because it came out, I think, on Thursday which is after we recorded our second pod of last week. So we'll, we'll dive into it. If you already know all about it, great. But we're going to talk about it regardless. And then the final segment, I want to, first of all, break down, okay, what position should the Saints be looking at in free agency? Like, what's the highest priority? Like, last year, it was a, find a running back. And so that's why they went hard after Jamal Williams. So we're going to identify, like, what positions they probably want to spend some time on. And then identify a couple players uh, that they could potentially look at whether it's former Clint Kubiak guys or or whatever. Uh, we're going to talk about that. But first things first, yeah, Jimmy Graham. All six foot eight of Jimmy Graham. 
is going to be on a four-person team rowing across the Arctic. And I'm going to read you kind of the write-up from the Saints. Uh, Justin Vlosich from the Saints wrote this up. So just to give him credit, I'm going to read verbatim what he wrote. So Graham, who will serve on the mission as lead navigator, will be one of four rowers united by a passion for adventure. He will be joined by former Navy SEAL Andrew Tropp, who will serve as captain for the mission, former member of Team USA's rowing team and a New Orleans native, Hannah Huppy, who will serve as project manager and former rower for Team USA and Team Switzerland, John Huppy, who will serve as the equipment manager. It's also going to be supporting Covenant House, Jimmy Graham Foundation, and Laureus Sport for Good USA. And the crew will will hold a Guinness World Record when it's done for the first mixed-gendered team to row the Arctic Ocean. They'll also be the first American team to roll across a polar ocean. And they'll have a chance to hold the record for the fastest four-person team to row across the Arctic Ocean if they complete it in less than 15 days, five hours, and 32 minutes. So they are going to be rowing for more than two weeks. to, And that will be the fastest ever if they can do it in 15 days. So uh, in case you were wondering... Uh, this is a pretty intense thing. So the team will row 24 hours a day, alternating in two-hour shifts. They'll sleep a maximum of 90 minutes at a time. So like while while a team of two is rowing, the other two will be sleeping for, for up to 90 minutes. So they'll aim to consume 8,000 calories per day, and then it'll be daylight the entire time. So like there's no night. You know, it's that time of year where there's just literally no night. Yeah. And so it's just, and it's a big, you know, if you go on Twitter, uh, Alex Restrepo from the Saints kind of tweeted some screenshots and then Dove Kleiman stole them and tweeted them himself. So you might see him there. Uh, it's a big rowing vessel. It's not like a crew vessel. It's like, you know, it's 10 meters long. It's got two cabins and three rowing positions. So like they will be able to sleep somewhere that isn't like out in the Arctic Ocean. Uh, <laughs> it's like exposed to the elements. But yeah, so that's what Jimmy Graham's going to be up to this off season. Uh, so and good. I'm looking, this thing's 497 days and counting away right now. Yeah, so they're training, right? Like right. that's what they're going to be doing. It's not like they're going to be on there this week. Uh, <laughs> he talked about this on a podcast with I think Cam Jordan earlier this off season. Um, and just like that's, this is what he does. This is what Jimmy Graham does. That's why like when he decided to come back, it was a, it was a big deal because it was like, I got a lot of irons in the fire here. Like he wants to bike, he wants to go on these insane bike rides. He wants to, he wants to ro- sail across the world. So that's independent of this. Like this is rowing. He has a, he, he lives on a sailboat in Miami, or at least he had prior to coming to playing for the Saints. I don't know what he did with the sailboat while he was here, but like he's got a big old sailboat. Like his, his ultimate plan is to sail around the world. And so this is just something he's doing to kind of get ready for that. I don't know, but good for Jimmy. You know, it's going to be something that's going to be fun to kind of track over the next year. No, and obviously something super hard. He's he's doing with two members of Team USA and a member, a former member that was a Navy Navy SEAL. So that's that's some some tough people you're you're working with here. Obviously, I'm not doubting Jimmy Graham's conditioning at all, though. (laughs) Yeah, it, it is funny. Like you have these, you know, like. Yeah, a Navy SEAL and then like Team USA rowing members and then, and then Jimmy Graham, <laughs> a former NFL tight end, right? Uh, he's got long arms. I'm sure he's, you know, I'm sure that helps in the rowing, you know? Got maybe that's why the Saints work. didn't use him so much last year. They were saving him for this. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, I mean, and it's funny because he hasn't retired yet. Like, technically, right. he is not retired. And you don't have to retire, like, officially. There's no, you know, I, I think of, there's eventually, like, a, a pension that you can collect on or whatever. And, you know, for Jimmy, I think, so I think the only incentive Jimmy would have to officially retire is, I think Jimmy's a Hall of Famer, right? So whenever you retire, I think it's, what, five years from your official retirement that you can be on the hall of fame ballot, something like that. Don't quote me on that. But like, so if Jimmy wants to get on the hall of fame ballot at a certain point, you'll have to retire before that can happen. Um, but you know, and, and I think Jimmy, I don't know if he's a first ballot guy, but he's going to be, he's definitely in there. Yeah. And I think, you know, when Jimmy recently at the end of the season kind of posted a picture of him and his plane flying away, yeah. it's, it's, you know, kind of felt like a, goodbye but didn't really come out and say it. very cryptic as as we like to say but the message seemed to be there like it thanks was for everything well. love you guys i'm out yeah and i think for jimmy it was like it, if he had only caught one pass and it was a touchdown in the superdome all season i think this would have been a successful venture i agree um because i think he just wanted he really wanted that bookend of coming back pay, playing in the superdome catching touchdown you know i think that's part of the reason he wasn't super you know he wasn't like upset about his role or at least not visibly because for this was all gravy for him you know and and the saints they got you know that when their saints were playing well they got some production out of him right when they won a couple games late in the year they were able to get him in the end zone and it was fun those four those three games where they caught touchdowns in a row it was fun so you know while it wasn't what a lot of people might have envisioned you did get some really cool moments for Jimmy. And I think that's what it was about for him at the end of the day. So, you know, if, if he had anything on his bucket list in the NFL in terms, obviously he'd want him with a Super Bowl. That didn't happen. But like, I think coming back to New Orleans was about, was more about the ability to get in there and say thank you to the fans one more time. No, you, you bring that up to me, even like, even for the most critical uh, of angry Saints fans after last year, I think. Jimmy did bring a lot of, I think, brought joy to the Houdat Nation in general. Yeah, and I think we said at the time, like, he's not coming back exclusively for a goodbye tour. Like, right. that's not what it's all about. But at the end of the day, that's partially what it was about. And I think now he's he's happy to go off into retirement with that in mind. And uh, anyway, so we'll have that. You know, the other thing that's going to be happening a long way from here that we can kind of <laughs> segue into is the Saints will be holding their training camp in Irvine. And I don't think that all of the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted quite yet. But for perspective, you know, this is something that I had heard. You know, we talked about this last offseason in terms of they're doing construction on the dining hall. It's going to be uh, inconvenient enough, particularly with a 90-man roster in training camp, that it just makes sense to go somewhere else. And this isn't about getting out of the area, right? Like they don't, this isn't going to be a long-term thing because they are renovating that facility and they're going to do it. They're doing it for a reason, right? If they were trying to move away for training camp indefinitely, <laughs> they wouldn't be spending all this money to revamp the the facility. Uh, so like that's, that's, it's not really about getting out of here, but they decided early on that they're probably going to have to go somewhere. And it was really just a question of where, um, we were talking about this in last training camp. We asked Dennis Allen about it. He was kind of mum on the details, but made it pretty clear that this was something that was being considered. And I heard, you know, I heard around like week six or week eight, like mid-season, I heard Irvine as the as the likely target. Jeff Duncan reported that that's the front runner. I think he reported that last Thursday. But like, this is not something that came together recently in terms of, 
you know, this is where the Rams had held training camp previously. They're moving out. They have another facility they're going to go to. So this would be at on the campus of UC Irvine. Uh, it's on the suburbs of LA. Um, the Saints were out there last year in Costa Mesa to hold joint practices with the Chargers. They've held joint practices out in the LA area several times. They know the area well. They know the logistics well. So it just made a, it made sense. And I think this time more so than, you know, like they've held training camp in, you know, in, in places where it was still hot, you know, and like they went to the Greenbrier, you know, if anything prevented you from considering going back there or something like that, it was like, we went seven and nine for the three years they were in the Greenbrier. And then they came back and it was 2017 and they had the their best season or they had this great draft and suddenly that kicked off this run of success. So yeah, I'm, I'm hope I think they're going to hope to avoid that. And I think there's like, okay, if we're going to go somewhere for training camp, let's make it somewhere where the weather is not going to be an issue. And that's what's going to be with in Irvine. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of logistical questions. Uh, right. I don't know if they're going to have open practices. I imagine they'll try to do something for at least anyone who wants to travel out there because uh, it is kind of lame that you're taking the team away from the fans who want to go watch them in camp. And it's going to be a logistical questions for us in terms of, you know, what's our coverage plan going to be and, you know, it's going to be very expensive to go out there and cover training camp for three weeks. So that's going to be something that WWL uh, Papa Odyssey has to answer. <laughs> um, and, and like yeah. you mentioned, I understand fans are a little teed off. Everybody wants to see the team, get their early glimpse of them. But like you mentioned, this is because there needs to be, they're doing renovations on campus. So the, the grounds aren't available right now or aren't going to be available then. So why not get away, make things easier on you? Uh, I am curious to see, though, will there be any point where they do come back from L.A. in that last, I guess, lead up to to the regular season and maybe have two, three practices available for the local fans? Because it would be a, such a shame just to shut everybody out uh, in Louisiana from training camp uh, this season. Yeah, I imagine they'll try to do something. Uh, I would that's think so, too. One of these questions you have to answer. And, and if you're sitting there wondering, go, what, why, why the cafeteria? Why is this an issue? Well, the cafeteria is basically <laughs> connected to the indoor training facility. And so I think one of the bigger issues is not necessarily the cafeteria and figuring out something there. It is you need the indoor training facility when there's inclement weather or when it's like 98 degrees and dangerous to practice outside. And if you lose that, then I think it does become a serious problem. So it's just it's just easier to get away from it. And yeah, I, I am curious to see how they handle it because, like I said, you know, if I'm if I'm being critical of this, it's that the last three times you went away for training camp was the Greenbrier from 2014 to 2016, and that coincided with three seven and nine seasons. So it clearly was not helping you, at least not in the sense of like directly connecting to better results in the season. So hopefully they've figured out, you know, hopefully that wasn't the reason. Hopefully the the training camp experience was not lessened in terms of installing the offense and getting everyone ready from being away. And it was just kind of a, uh, you know, that's the correlation isn't causation kind of situation. Right. But I mean, (laughs) it is a that is a pretty damning three seasons. If you're if you're wondering whether they would be better off somewhere else. I, I wonder, was there ever. Obviously, we won't know unless we get a chance to ask Dennis Allen, was there ever a consideration to go back to the Greenbrier? Because that whole area there, they they made into NFL training camp central. And I know a few teams have have used it. Yeah. And I just don't know the availability, obviously, for the, the 2024 season. 
Yeah, I don't know the availability either, but I think they I think they zeroed in on on, on California pretty right, early. Right, I'm on. sure the West Virginia been there, done that. It wasn't successful. Plus, that was a Sean thing. You don't want to do something that Sean did. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I just. I think they. I think they are very comfortable with the L.A. area in terms of how they can manage it. The other thing that Jeff reported that makes sense is so this year. This is one of those years where the Saints have two road preseason games and one home preseason game, and so it sounds like based on Jeff's reporting that the idea will be the first two preseason games will be the road games, and both of those will be out west somewhere. Like it yeah. maybe maybe Arizona or Seattle. Like it, it's not going to be the Patriots, right? Like you're not going to have them travel cross country to play a preseason game, and you're not going to have them travel home midway through camp to play a preseason game, and then travel back out west, right? right. So I think the NFL is going to work with them to some extent to make sure that to make that travel reasonable. So I, but I think it, it does kind of mean okay. So the finale will be the home preseason game, and we'll have to we'll figure that out. Because those first two preseason games are like smack dab in camp. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Like it's not, it's like the last preseason game is like the last day before that open week. And so yeah. you'll pretty much be done with camp by that point anyway. So I imagine they will be back. So maybe that's going to be the week where they maybe throw a couple open practices in. Throw OTAs ball, right? and minicamp I think are still going to be at the Saints facility. So we'll still get that. And I don't know if any OTAs, I think there's usually one OTA open to the public. I can't remember. Yeah, I don't, maybe not. With, with the OTAs, I'm not. I don't think the public gets to see any of that, honestly. Yeah, you know, maybe I'm thinking of like season ticket holders. I think sometimes they'll. Maybe there might be right. They'll do. They won't do a full open practice, but maybe they do this time. Maybe that's how they help uh, the the fans get some. But you know all uh, those secrets that were revealed during OTAs that we see. Those should be open. Like, what are you doing during OTAs, right? <laughs> nothing. A whole lot of nothing. <laughs> and and half the like the the veterans aren't even there half the time. So like. It's just well, because remember they used to do like practices at Tulane, right? Like I, I it wasn't that long ago that you had to practice at Yelman Stadium, and uh, they haven't done the celebrity so- or not celebrity, but the softball game. Remember they used to do the softball game, right? Exactly. They haven't done that the last couple of years. That that ended during COVID and it never came back. So I don't know. That, maybe maybe that that's always, something that you'll return. That always was something fun. Obviously, fans love that, and for us, the access was unbelievable when you're just able to hang out in the dugout with players. Yeah, I enjoyed that. That was fun. So maybe the maybe like I think that's going to be a focus this offseason is since training camp won't be here and the fans won't at least not fans that can't afford to travel out to L.A. on a whim. Yeah, uh, <laughs> since they won't be able to like be a part of it. I wouldn't be surprised if you do see more community engagement things crop up like that to kind of, you know, fix some of that. That's all I got. You know, anything else you want to add on that subject before we go to the next segment? No, but uh, definitely looking forward to spending time out West uh, for, for training camp. It'll be, like you said, a lot cooler because, man, this past one, the sun was brutal. It's ridiculous. Like, <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, it's really not going to be that. You know, we did spend a week out there for this last training camp. So it's like right. instead of a week, it's three weeks, right? Like or what, however many days uh, training camp is. So it's not – it's really not that much more significant. But 
it is just a long time to be in a hotel. And, and I, and I understand why the team doesn't mind doing it because like during training camp, the most, I, I think, I think the, the, at least everyone other than veterans stays in a hotel. Like they're not going back and forth from their condos and stuff. So like the yeah. idea is to kind of sequester the team somewhere where it can be all about football. And like, I know that's why Sean liked the idea of going to the Greenbrier. Cause it's just, you don't have any distractions. It's all, it's all install and football and, and drills. You know, there's no kids there, you know, like, uh, and I, and I'm sure that's why some players would be like, well, this is kind of like, I don't want to be away from my kids for three weeks or whatever, but you know, this or is some are saying, please take me away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Even if they're saying that to their wives, like, Oh yeah, my gosh, Man, I don't want to leave you alone. It. <laughs> then they get up. Like, yeah, freedom. And, and granted the, this time around, Los Angeles area, a lot better to stay around than West Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can get more than like Subway sandwiches and shit. Yes. Uh, but all right. This is Inside Black and Gold. Let's wrap up this segment. We're going to come back. We're going to talk. We're going to hear from Luke Braun, host of Lockdown Vikings, talking about Clint Kubiak, Rick Dennison, Andrew Janako, uh, guys who were there in 2021, all worked together, all led that offense. So I thought it was just some good insight. So we'll listen to that. Then we're going to come back to the final segment, talk about free agency, some players to look at, some positions of need and free agency and all that good stuff. But thanks, everyone, for listening. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do that. Check us out on YouTube at WWL Sports. Check out the latest news, notes, and analysis at WWL.com. And uh, Steve hosts Sports Talk Monday through Friday. Uh, and uh, you should check that out. WWL AM 870 FM 105.3 and on the Odyssey app, where you can also find this podcast. So download that, too. Yeah, I'm asking you to do a whole lot of things. But if you do one of them, I will be uh, in your debt. But all right, we'll be right back. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.